Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your one-stop new shop for the latest and greatest across gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and even music. We are amplifying voices from those perspective fields and having their stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live later on YouTube, or even on your favorite podcast, pl podcast platform. You simply search for The Impact Play. However you consume your content, wherever you consume it, we are there. Your support keeps the lights running and keeps the content rolling. You can support us over at anchor.fm backslash The Impact Play backslash support. Via Patreon, or server recruits and above, get the show ad-free. Go to recruits and above, have exclusive access to not only the post-show, but they could even call in to be a part of the live show experience, plus early access, and so much more. Learn more and become a Patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash the Impact Play, or even by using your creative code, the Impact Play. Whenever you buy any Epic, uh, anything anything within the Epic ecosystem, whether it be Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, what have you, no matter what purchase you make, when you use our credit code, the Impact Play, all one word, and it is not case sensitive, we do get a commission that will help support the show at no extra cost to you. This is just one of the many ways you can go out and support the show. I'm your founder and show host, Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yagu. This is episode 148. On the agenda, we have a brand new PlayStation Plus structure. Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed. Fortnite has removed building and has suddenly reintroduced it. An Xbox Game Pass family plan could be introduced soon. E3 diminishes, while Summer Games Fest rises. Apple has released new updates for your iPhone and Apple Watch. Samsung is partnering with iFixit with a self-repair program. Marvel Studios Moon Knight is here. An IT prequel? The CW's Gotham Knights TV show. Bruce Willis is retiring. WWE Smackdown is now live. The San Diego Wave Football Club picks up their first Challenge Cup win. The Women's and Men's NCAA Final Four. Carpool Karaoke is returning. New music from Harry Styles, Lil TJ, Miles Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, Shawn Mendes, and more, plus the top stories of the week. So, welcome to my very first segment of the show. We already discussed what I've been playing, and we haven't been enjoying, essentially, what we haven't been up to. So, I have been uh, playing a good uh, a good lot of Tunic, which is also available on Game Pass. But, nonetheless, I've been having... I guess my initial thoughts were very low, but then as I started pro uh, progressing in the game, I've been having such a great time. But, you know, I've been playing it on, on uh, my Xbox Series X as well as uh, via, the, via the cloud. I'm having a blast nonetheless. And I've been playing a whole a whole a ton of Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which I am, I believe I'm close to finishing, which I'll, once, I'm, once, once I am like fully done with the game, I'll go ahead and put out my review on it as well. Over here at the Ember Plays uh, review cast. As well as I've been playing a good amount of Pokemon Unite, which is on mobile devices, as well as on the Nintendo Switch, which I've been having a blast with. I've been playing a good amount of matches, yeah, like each and every every other day at least. But yeah, 
in regards to shows and movies and all that stuff, I go ahead, I did uh, went ahead and watched the first episode of uh, Marvel Studios Moon Knight, which is now live, as well as our review cast is now live as well. So you can catch that on our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash the impact play. Uh, that's it. And I am also watching the last episode of, uh, what's that word, Boba Fett. I didn't realize there was a new episode, but I'm in the middle of that. But we'll see how it concludes. I don't give my thoughts on that respectively as well. Uh, let's see. Now, um, looking forward to Morpheus, which is one of our uh, new stories, which we'll get into later on. Uh, there's another movie coming out this weekend. Uh, let me see. Let me look at the box office. Morbius, we know about. What else we got? The Lost City. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Ambulance. Oh, let me look at AMC. Hold on. I don't know. My phone is charging, so I can't look it up on my phone. Let me look it up online and see what's coming. I know something's coming soon. Either this weekend or next weekend. Let's see what we got. Featured movies. Oh, thank you. Batman. We watched that already. And we gave every spoiler cast on that. Spider-Man No Way Home. I haven't watched that yet. Coming soon. Yeah, it is Sonic the Hedgehog too. So that's coming next weekend. Okay, I know something was coming was close to release. So, oh, and then we also know that's all the way in main Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So that's not anytime close. Yeah, yeah, we have nothing else coming soon. That's literally it. That's literally the only thing that's coming out: Ambulance and Sonic the Hedgehog too. Okay. So I'm definitely getting, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what else we got on the? What are we calling this segment? Housekeeping. <laughs> oh no no no! no. We'll get into housekeeping later on. Uh, actually no, we I guess we'll get into housekeeping now. <laughs> I thought this was a housekeeping for a second because I kind of mixed segments. <laughs> but nonetheless, let's get right into into housekeeping, folks. So uh, we talked about. Uh, Oh, look, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that is coming out. Uh, we are in the month of Ramadan, which is for up till the 1st of May. We won't be, we will be fasting from sunrise to sunset. So no, we won't be eating all day. No, we won't, we won't be drinking water. Uh, and essentially that's it. Like literally. And so I guess you could tell from, from me myself, I'm not as energetic as, my, as uh, as I'm used to, due to being my lack of energy, not able to drink coffee, water, liquids, or just anything at at the moment. But yeah, so I figured I'd let you know about that. Let's get into the rest of this housekeeping. 
if you guys paid attention to our socials as well as our review cast, we played a little April Fool's co- a, a little April Fool's joke to you guys, where we unfortunately, unfortunately, we made the difficult decision to close all aspects of the show, uh, closing the business, and what have you. But if we're not going anywhere. I've said this uh, repeated, uh, rep- repetitively on and off and consistently that we're not going anywhere. We're here for the long run, and we're just here. We're the, building this together as a community, as one. So I, fi- I figured for those of you know, you you uh, you would know that it was an April Fool's joke. But I guess I got in mind of you didn't <laughs> didn't really know that. But nonetheless, it's all good. It was just uh, some good fun, just just good fun. And uh, we did. Our, we talked about our viewcast. We just up live and. Oh yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing Weird West as well, which is available now on Game Pass, which I did not know about from Devolver Digital. So I'm looking forward to, to playing that as well. As soon as I'm done with Kirby, uh, I'll go ahead and juggle uh, Tunic and Weird West as well. And the slap that was heard across the world and fight of millions, Will Smith has smacked Chris Rock live at the Oscars. So Will Smith has issued an apology after slapping Chris Rock on the Oscars stage Sunday night, last Sunday night. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at, at uh, the Academy Awards was unacceptable unacceptable and inexcusable jokes at my expense are part of the job but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and I reacted emotionally Smith wrote I would like to publicly apologize to you Chris I was out of line and I was wrong I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be there is no place for violence in the world of love and kindness this is on variety by the way the post continued I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the William family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior was stained and has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. But nonetheless, we uh, there was memes across, uh, literally uh, across the globe, and they were unavoidable from coming out of this uh, altercation. But let's see. Oh, I also like I wanted to put some other things in housekeeping as well. I got an email uh, Friday that we got that we have received pr- uh, press confirmations. For uh, Momocon happening, happening towards the end of May, the full uh, Momocon convention, as well as the Atlanta Films Festival. So hopefully we'll, we will be there covering the covering those uh, uh, covering those uh, events, and hopefully uh, we'll keep you guys posted accordingly as well. So without further ado, we're gonna hop into the news, folks, and we're gonna start with your gaming play. Zoom.
Suddenly, finally has done it. They have introduced their Project Spartacus, which I, my initial thoughts on it when it was a rumor that was scheduled to release sometime this week, and then that rumor got uh, reversed, saying that it was going to be released sometime in the, in the summer. But then uh, Sony did not did not. I'm pretty sure they did this on purpose, where they said I was not going to release anytime soon because of those rumors were spot on. But nonetheless, let's get right into this PlayStation Plus revamp. So this was coming over from GameIndustry.biz. So PlayStation is uniting PS Now and PS Plus to form a new tier three tier subscription service. The new service sitting under the PlayStation Plus brand is set to go live in June. It will include a number of new features. PlayStation Plus Essentials, which is the base subscription tier, is the same as the PlayStation Plus service today, which includes two monthly downloadable games, which is essentially three, up to three, online multiplayer access, game discounts, and cloud storage, and it'll cost the same, just a $9.99 a month. PlayStation Plus Extra, which is the second, the middle tier, includes all of the above, but as a collection of 400 PS4 and PS5 games that can be downloaded. This game, these games will include the likes of Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, God of War, Returnal, Mortal Kombat 11, and Death Stranding. More titles, including those from third-party developers, will be announced near uh, nearing the time. Additional titles will be added on a regular basis, and PS Plus Extra will, will cost you $14.99 per month. And we have the third tier, which is the premium, which includes everything that we uh, talked about previously, plus as classic games from the PS1, PS2, and PS3, which can be downloaded or streamed, time-limited game trials, and PS3 and PS4 game streaming, and it'll cost you $17.99 per month. For countries for country's where PlayStation Plus or PlayStation streaming doesn't currently exist, the third tier, there is a new third tier for just for those countries, which is called PlayStation Plus Deluxe. It includes all of the above, but without the game streaming elements. Sony says it plans to expand its cloud streaming benefits to additional markets, with more news on that to follow. PlayStation has decided against putting its first-party games into the service on the day it releases, and, con and contrary to Xbox Game Pass. And plus, in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan says that doing so, says doing so would result in less investment into its studios and could lead to lower quality games. Sony's combined PS5 Plus and PS Now install base sits around 50 million, with 40 8 million of those currently subscribed to PS Plus. Sony hopes to convert more of its PS Plus alliance to its higher tier structure. Well, I feel like drinking water because my throat is parched, but obviously I cannot. But nonetheless, I'm looking into this, into this uh, new place in tier system. So I've heard things across both spectrum, both spectrums of this, uh, pro and against this. So we're going to talk about the positives as well as the negatives. The positives is we do get up access to a big catalog of games essentially, but there's a downside of it, which is, and which is the number. What? Why would they go ahead and put a number on? How many games are quote unquote going to be in this in these new tiered structures? The reason they did that is because it seems that you're getting a great deal, but you're not. 
simply being nine times out of ten, these will be old classic titles that you most likely will not be playing. It's just to, it's just to put a number behind this. When Xbox Game Pass was introduced, they never said nothing about the amount of games that there are. They only said that first-party titles will be on that service, as well as third-party titles as well. Plain and simple, and a story, you're going to have access to that via console, PC, cloud, uh, and soon on your TV, and, and what have you. But, PlayStation, which is, they don't, they didn't need to do what uh, Game Pass is doing, because it's completely, they're, com they're uh, two completely different business models, but nonetheless, add value to it. Don't just say you're putting a number. Uh, number is essentially meaning that if you didn't put that number there, nobody would be excited for this. It's the only thing that people are looking forward to is those number of classic games. But then again, you're not going to be playing those 24-7. People are going to be playing new games for the PlayStation. And that's why they didn't went ahead and put the, these new games on the on the service. Because, quote-unquote, it'll diminish uh, their first-party titles. Which is, they just want that uh, simply for... for first-party titles, as soon as pre-orders hit, as soon as sales hit for the first uh, couple of months, or the, the release window, I should say, there's a huge spike. That's what they, they don't want to miss out on, the huge spike. But nonetheless, I feel like as time progresses, <clears throat> they'll go ahead and do what the, do what the market wants. Uh, if, if they don't put these first-party titles, it'll just go ahead and, and, and die off, essentially. What I'm seeing. And on top of that, cloud streaming. Instead of you downloading these games, which is essentially PS Now, which isn't that great. And especially playing on your console isn't that great of experience as well. Like I play on Wi Fi with uh, Xbox Cloud Streaming as well, and it's not that great. It lags every now and then, it, it takes a minute for it to load. Certain areas as you're uh, as you're going forward, like I said, I'm playing Tunic now uh, via the cloud, and it's and it's like that now. In Nintendo, the cloud streaming is the worst, <laughs> and PlayStation is like right is right, is a little ahead of them. But yeah, that's my analysis of this, and I guess this is and this is just my personal uh, thoughts and my personal opinion on this matter. But nonetheless, I'm pretty sure that they may, they may not. We'll see how, what, uh, as time progresses, what uh, if they'll improve upon this, it'll change, it'll adapt, or what have you, but we'll see. All right. Now we're going to talk about this Xbox Game Pass family plan coming from Jess Gordon from Windows Central and from the Xbox 2 podcast as well. Rejoice, Xbox fans, for Microsoft is about to plug an annoying gap in its Xbox Game Pass service. Game Pass is Microsoft's all-you-can-eat Netflix-like subscription service, giving you access to hundreds of games for a relatively low monthly fee. Monthly plans give you access to cross PC, Xbox, on the cloud, and mobile devices, featuring the best games from Microsoft day one. 
So, I have heard about Microsoft's desire to create a payment plan quite a while ago. At this point though, although there were details to work out about how royalties might be distributed, how licenses from third-party publishers would be compensated for users who weren't attached to the main plan. According to trusted sources familiar with Microsoft's efforts, we can now confirm that Xbox is moving ahead with the Xbox Game Pass family plan, which could be launched, set to launch sometime this year. From our information, playing in a higher tier for Netflix Game Pass Family Plan will net access to for five players across games for an entire for the, an entire library, when it will be far more cheaper than playing for five separate Xbox Game Pass accounts. The account system is already in use today for Office 365. Players within the same country will be able to play together using a single Xbox Game Pass subscription managed by a central account holder. Some details remain unclear. For example, there will be will there will be separate family plans for a PC Game Pass, console, or exclusively to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and and the exact pricing is unknown as of writing. But nonetheless, my thoughts on this is finally we're gonna getting some sort of family uh, uh structured plan for Game Pass. So will it be uh for for console or for ultimate so my guess would be it could be one or the other but more uh more on the on the spectrum of game pass ultimate just to being because they, they are pressing game Pass ultimate as the highlighted tier for for you to sub to which is definitely a better deal anyways because you can either sub to console for 9.99 or for pc for 4.99 i believe if that's the case but then if you want that and more, it's just $14.99 for the base rate. But nonetheless, I feel like they're going to uh, include into just one uh, one one bonus tier system, I guess you could say, for, for families. And it'll just be one price, maybe around $24.99, maybe as high as $29.99. Because you're paying for... Because one single Game Pass Ultimate subscription is $14.99 a month. And you're paying for five? That's an amazing deal. So hopefully, take this with a grain of salt. This is just my personal thoughts on, on the matter. And I guess my prediction, I guess you could say, more or less. Not really a prediction, but more of a guess. Alright, E322 is cancelled. But, but, Jeff Skeely's Summer Games Fest lives. So, let's go to the first thing from PC Gamer. There won't be an E3 in 2022. The cancellation makes 2022 just a second year in over two and a half decades that E3 is not taking place. The other E3 less year was 2020, and the event was canceled due to lockdowns as part of the COVID-19 pandemic. The yearly Entertainment Software Association trade event started back in 1995 and has consistently been regarded as the games industry's most important event. But... According to the most recent changes, it's been dying off year after year. And apparently, quote-unquote, E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and industry initiative. The organization said in an email sent to PC Gamer. It's planning to return to Los Angeles for the show, but said there will be a digital component as well. So, he went ahead and said it's not going to be digital, so you could focus on a comeback for 2023. But how does that make any sense if you're a yearly event? Why should you focus? You should be focusing on this thing every year. 
So what does this go ahead and tell me? E3 is literally done for. E3 is done for. But of course, we're going to Jeff Keighley's thing as well. He also tweeted this. Excited to share that Summer Games Fest will return this June with a slew of events. We'll be producing another Kickoff Live show with announcements, news, and first looks. Much more to share in the coming weeks, along with some very cool elements for 2022. But yeah, there you go, folks. <laughs> Summer Games Fest lives. Ever since Jeff Keighley left, uh, what is it? Uh, not the E3, the e uh, no, the E3 because of the ESA. Because of the way they were they were handling things, so that's why he made his own, uh, I guess, games, event, games time frame. I guess you could say time frame of a slew of events. But yeah. So Zelda Breath of the Wild twenty twenty three the sequel has been delayed. It's coming from GameIndustry.biz. Nintendo has announced has delayed the sequel to Legend of of Zelda Breath of the Wild to spring 2023 release window, the follow-up to the Switch launch title, which we was expected to launch this year. Quote-unquote, in order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is coming to work diligently on this game, so please wait a little while longer. So, even though Nintendo, it's rumored that Nintendo will release a full upgrade to the Nintendo Switch lineup, not, not a little update like they did with the OLED model, but if they do, I'll go ahead and I'm going to upgrade my current set to the quote-unquote Nintendo Switch Pro, 4K, whatever the actual upgrade is going to be called. If not, I'll just go ahead and... If it doesn't come out next year, I'll just go ahead and buy the OLED model. Even though, you know, it's not necessary because it's not really an upgrade. Because I'm barely playing uh, games hand handheld. So let's go into this Fortnite uh, situation that's been happening. Fortnite Zero built is a new no-build battle royale mode that is here to stay following the beginning of Chapter 3, Season 2, Resistance. And so a build is temporarily removed from the main game for a short time. Coming from IGN, as, de as detailed by the Fortnite team, Zero Build can be found in the discovery page as solos, duos, and trios, and squads playlist as the team notes you can access the discover page by clicking on the change button above play in the lobby much like in the main game all players will have access to a recharging overshield that will help for the lack of cover that building would usually provide without building you will need to show off your sharp shooting sharp taking and sharp sense of space as you take on the battle full tilt Building has been gone since Chapter 3 Season 2 began, and when it returns, those has been waiting for a new way to play, so we'll be able to play with the no-build mode. So let's get back into this build mode, I guess you could say. Hey, where'd it go? Did I close it? Ugh, darn it, I closed it. Uh, give me a second, folks. Let me pull that up right back up. I accidentally closed that tab. Now I gotta go look for it. Ah, that stinks. Oh well.
Okay, now we got it. So two weeks after it was removed or put in another way. A fortnight after it is, is removed, building is back in Fortnite Battle Royale. Play any of the regular modes and you'll again be susceptible to someone who has mastered the editing tools instantly. But uh let's see. So it looks like there are both gonna be permanent modes, it looks like. Uh, thank you, PC Gamer, for that. Speaking of Fortnite, for, uh, Fortnite, there is a rumor that is uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be coming to the Battle Royale. According to Sheena, that uh, Eivor uh, from Assassin's Creed will be added to the game soon. And it comes from not Pilot Leaks, who recently who received this information from sources that have been correct in the past. So if that's the case, like, I'm going to go ahead and purchase that skin. Valhalla, uh, I still stand by it that it's my game of that year. Alright. So, Mobile Suit Gundam has explored countless worlds over the course as of the many stories that the anime franchise has explored over the decades and it seems that the new universe is is about to be explored by Bandai Namco and the Metaverse with the company responsible for Gundam promising to dedicate nearly 130 million dollars to the franchise's step into this virtual virtual forefront the company has revealed a new look at what this union might look like when it arrives in the future as described by Bandai Namco uh, created by commonbook.com. This new version of the metaverse is set to unite games, videos, live music, and everything else under the sun when it comes to the world of Gundam, which is plenty considering how many series have been introduced since the universe first debuted back in the 70s. The current president of Bandai Namco, Masaru Kawajuki, had this to say with regards to the project that will see the company place around $130 million into creating this new virtual environment. The metaverse, the Gundam metaverse, will be a mechanism for us to be more deeply connected with fans. It will become possible to connect intellectual property, specific metaverses in the future. So we'll just have to see if there's fruits of this, uh, of this work. So Activision Blizzard is looking to do away with one of the several lawsuits over sexual harassment and discrimination levied against it. According to the Washington Post and created by IGN, U.S. District Judge Dale Disher is prepared to approve an 18 million settlement between Activision Blizzard and the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. The lawsuit is separate from another one from the California Departure of Fair Employment and Housing. Once finalized, Activision will agree to create an 18 million dollar fund to compensate eligible complaints, continuing enhancing policies practices and training to prevent harassment and discrimination in the workplace and engage in a third-party equal employment opportunity consultant approved by the EEOC. Speaking of Activision Blizzard, they are creating a new studio that will help, help support the Mammoth Call of Duty franchise in addition to its headquarters in Quebec City, in Montreal, that is the new location. The second office will allow Binox to increase its staff to, by over 20%. The studio said in a press release, including an expansion that has already seen hire over 150 devs in the past year. 
As far as the new study will be focusing on, the press release states that the new study will be able to support the growth of the Call of Duty franchise in additional ambitious projects. So after two years of its release, Fast and Furious Crossroads has been delisted, according to IGN. An update from Bandai Namco has confirmed that Fast and Furious Crossroads will be delisted by the end of the month, with all sales ending on April 29th. If you bought the game digitally, it will remain in your library and can be re-downloaded in the future. So there's an update on the game's official website. Any DLCs purchased before April 29, 2022 will also be available to use after this date. Additionally, the game's online modes will also remain active for the time being. But it looks like it'll, it, is, it is on a time clock that will be ending soon. So, we have a little Twitch news for you from The Verge. Twitch has paused its Boost Train feature, which launched last, last month and let people pay to promote streams. After porn ended up on the users' homepages with the label promoted by the streamers' community slapped onto the Not Safe for Work thumbnails via Kotaku. Several Twitter and Reddit users shared screenshots of pornographic thumbnails that showed up at the front of their live channels. We think you'll like sections. The thumbnail indicates that the streams showed up there thanks to an ex experimental feature that Twitch first announced last year. The feature has changed since it was first introduced, but the basic concept remained the same. You just spend money to get a stream in front of people's eyes. In this case, you just have to be content not allowed on Twitch. So Twitch is, like I said, it's currently testing features and has removed it within a respective time. But Twitch, like, keep doing better. Don't, don't just stop midway. Speaking of doing better, Capcom has announced it will pay its workers more money and introduce an updated bonus system to promote a strategic investment in its personnel. This is happening as Capcom is doing great currently on a revenue and profit basis. In a press release, Capcom said it will pay a salary increase to its workers of about 30% on average. Additionally, the new bonus system will be more closely linked to the company's business performance. No specific details of the bonus program were shared, however. Also, for its workers, Capcom said it will continue to enhance its employee performance review and training system in the future. The paper begins has begun on April 1st as part of the new fiscal year. So, specifically, Capcom will build a structure that facilitates communication between management and employees throughout the lateral co coordination of the R&D Human Resources Department, which will handle personal matters for the devel development divisions for the Health and Productivity Management Department, which will specialize in, a, in activities such as workplace environment, improvement, instruction, and communications with employees. The People Strategy Team of the Corporate Planning Department and the Human Resources Department, all of which will work under the direct direction of the newly established Chief Human Resources Officer, Capcom said. With this structure, Capcom will work to bolster productivity by further providing a comfortable workplace environment for employees and driving forward its personnel acquisitions and training activities. Capcom said it's making these changes in part to help develop the world's finest high-quality games. Walt Disney and Cap 
Cabam, Entertainment are partnering up for Disney's Mirrorverse, an action RPG launching June 23rd on mobile devices. It brings Disney and Pixar characters together in a brand new adventure and under a brand new light. Mirrorverse is set in an alternate universe where enemies called the Fractured are attempted to break the stellar mirror and harness its magic. Some of Disney and Pixar's most famous characters with heroes like Sully from in, and Magnificent have been amplified by the magic by the magic produced by the mirror in order to protect it, turning them into guardians that fight the fractured hordes. Hopefully we can get early access to this as well. Or, or even a, a review copy. So recently, Bandai has been expanding its Tamagichi line with collaborations with various other franchises from Capcom to Demon Slayer. Now, it's Kingdom Hearts turn to have its characters be entirely dependent on in your care. And that's as part of the series' early 20th anniversary celebrations. The Kingdom Hearts Tamagotchi will come in two colors, themed around light and darkness, and feature a variety of characters. You'll start with Sora, more characters will become available, ranging from alternate forms of the hero to side characters like Terra or Aqua and even the Heartless. And now, what do I what did I want to buy Gen for? Hold on, let me see. I opened the buy Gen for a reason. Hmm, it's the reason why I opened it. Let's see. Hmm. That's the reason why I opened up IGN. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea why I opened it up. And go home. Ah, uh, now I remember. <laughs> okay. Now I remember that we have an upcoming game list from IGN. I'm like, why the heck did I open the main page? I'm not seeing anything. Uh, so let's see. April 5th, we have Lego Star Wars. What's this called? The Skywalker Saga, which is set to release for the... Let me see. For the Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series consoles. And then we also have MLB The Show for April 5th as well for, of course, the Xbox One, Xbox Series, PS4, PS5, Switch, and what else we got? And that's it. Okay. Although we have something else. The name is something else. And then Godfall is set to release October. No, April 7th. What did I say? October. Uh, hmm, really? For the PlayStation 5, PC, PS4, Xbox Series consoles, and Xbox One. Wait a minute. It's already out now. I think it's coming to more platform. That's what it is. The definitive edition or whatever it's called. Oh, let, me, let me look at this. God. Well, 
Oh yeah, it is an PlayStation exclusive. So it's there. We go. That just makes much more sense. I'm like, wait a minute, this is an old game. So the Ultimate Edition will be coming to Xbox One. Xbox Series X and S later when we said that. Anyways. Okay, that's what it is. I was going to say, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. It looks like, I remember this being an old game, but yeah. <laughs> so we're done with gaming, folks. And I'm going to hop into tech. So I watch OS 8.5 is here with the nifty new features for your Apple Watch. Alongside the 15.4 update for your iPhone, which brought new emoji, anti-stalking features for AirTags, and a gender-neutral Siri voice, plus a fix for a battery drain issue, and the subsequent iOS 15.4.1 release. The company also released a software update for the Apple Watch. Uh, so it's the WatchOS 8.5. So you have some heart detection improvements. So as a third party, I guess, signing feature. So it'll, uh, you'll be able to also authorize purchases of TV episodes, anything bought on an Apple TV iTunes store, essentially. Better Apple Fitness Plus and COVID-19 vaccination support in Europe. Okay, so again, it's the Samsung Galaxy has announced a new self-repair program that will give Galaxy owners access to parts, tools, and guides to repair their own devices. The program is in partnership with popular repair guides and parts website iFixit, which has worked with manufacturers such as Motorola and Steam on similar ventures. The Galaxy S20 and S21 series phones and the Galaxy S7 Plus are the first in line for those spare parts but not the latest Samsung S22 uh, series. So it'll be the usual, it'll be to take advantage of uh, self-repair kits and be able to repair this at home. Moto Vision said it has created a new prototype of its Moto Lens Accumented Reality Contact Lens. This smart contact lens will bring invin invisible computing to life. The company believes the Moto Gen's prototype is a critical milestone for the company in its development, testing, and validation process, and is an innovation positioned at the intersection of smartphones' augmented reality, virtual reality, smart wearables, and health tech. The prototype includes numerous new hardware features and technologies embedded directly into the lens, advancing its display, communication, eye tracking, and power systems. Over the past two years, California-based Mojo Vision has been investing in various software experiences for the Mojo Gens and its new prototype. The company has built foundation operating system code and user experience components for the first time. The new software will allow for further development and testing of important use cases for consumers and partners. And the last thing we have is, I thought this was an April Fool's joke at first, but I'm going to show you with this even in a minute. We have uh, Dyson's new headphones has a built-in air pur purifier. 
Which honestly just looked like an April Fool's joke when I heard of this. Because, you know, it was April Fool's and everybody's putting out uh, their own jokes and what have you. But yeah, but this actually looks like it's like it's a, it's a real launch. It looks something like from Bane or like, I, I guess like a rent from speaking or something like that. But nonetheless, it's it's called The Zone, a pair of noise-canceling Bluetooth headphones with air purification technology built in. Ahead of its release date, ahead, there's no specific details or anything like that. The goal of The Zone is to make living in urban spaces more comfortable by attempting to mitigate both air and noise pollutions. So the, it'll, there will be a series of magnets that you can just take out that, uh, that filter if you did not w uh, want it. So we're done with tech, folks, then I'm going to move on to entertainment. So we already discussed this, but uh, Will Smith had to resign from the Motion Academy. Uh, I missed this, this lot, by the way. But yeah, I, f I figured we, 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 we reintroduced this. So... So Smith's departure from the Academy means that he will no longer be able to vote for the awards in the official capacity. It does not, however, preclude him from attending the awards or winning another Oscar. That's essentially all it means. Starting the Hedgehog 2, we have some new sneakers that have been announced. Paramount Pictures and Fila have teamed up for sneakers inspired by the iconic shoes that Sonic himself wears in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh... So, it's dubbed the Ray Tracer Evo Sonic 2, described as a unique slip-on sneaker inspired by the iconic Sonic shoe seen on the film. The pair will cost you $110. Uh, so, apparently, the link does not work, but I'll show, show it to you the shoe. No, it's not it. Um. Okay, here we are, folks. And look, and that's it. That's literally all it is. It doesn't look too bad, though. Okay, moving on. Jim Carrey. Fans might want to get the tickets now for Silent Hedgehog 2, as it could be his last acting role for the iconic comedian's career. Speaking to Access Hollywood this week, and created by Variety. This week, uh, Carrey said he is planning to retire from acting following his reprisal for the villainous Robotnik in the upcoming Sonic sequel. How serious is Carrey about leaving acting behind him? Fairly serious, he said. Well, I'm retiring. Yeah, probably. I'm getting fairly serious. 
Kerry said, it depends. If the angel brings me some sort of script that's written in gold ink, that says to me that I'm going to be really important for people to see. I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. So we'll see. If it does take a break or not, but it's no official. Just saying that he's getting, I guess, kind of tired of acting, but not really so because it is his job. Speaking of retiring, Bruce Willis has announced his retirement via his daughter to be on to offer an official statement on his behalf of their family, revealing that Bruce Bruce is stepping from acting following his diagnosis of aphasia, which is a language disorder caused by brain damage that impacts the ability to communicate. One of Willis's last big screen roles came in 2019's Bundles of Brooklyn, which was directed by Edward Norton. While recent years have taken him, keeping him quite a busy schedule, largely in a smaller budgeted action and thriller films, you can check out the post. So, to Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we want to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has been be diagnosed with FSCEA, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. As a result of this, and much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. The post continues. This is a really challenging point in time for our family. We are so appreciative of your continued love, compassion, and support. We are moving through this as a strong family unit, and we wanted to bring this his fans, and because we know how much he means to you, as you do to him. But yeah, may he have a safe and healthy recovery. And thank you for everything he, you've done. So let's continue moving on. The CW has added a good amount of cast, and I did not know anything about the Gotham Knights CW live TV series until now. So Gotham Knight has added another young series or villain who is said to make his mark on Batman's home turf in the wake of Dark Knight's mur- of the Dark Knight's murder. The deadline brings word that Rother R- R- Adams has booked a leading role in the CW's latest DC pilot. This one from superherohype.com. The report says Adam will be the role of A- Adam will will the role of Brody who doesn't seem to be based on any DC Comics character. His breakdown also makes it hard to tell whether he falls on the good guy, guy, bad guy spectrum, confident and charismatic. Brody's got the brains and the looks, and he knows it. However, it entitled, his entitled attitude recovers his, his insecurity and jealousy of anyone who rivals him. Adam has previously had a role in the Pacific Rim Uprising, also started on YouTube Red's Foursome from 2016 to 2018. The CW ordered a pilot for Gotham Knights back in December, with Batwoman subscribed scribes Chad Fevish, James Stotterex, and Natalie Abrams heading up the writer's room after Bruce Wayne is killed and the blame is pinned on his adopted son, Batman's young war team teams up with the children's deadliest supervillains who also were framed for the crime. As the city's, as the city's crime rate reaches an all-time high, this unlikely group will rise up to become Gotham's new protectors. So casting for this series began last month. What's fallen Smite and, and Tyler the Chira, joining as the Harper Row, Bluebird, and Chillin' Row, respectively. The producers continue to fill out the series' ranks over the next several weeks by adding Olivia, 
Rose Keegan, Navia Robbins, Oscar Morden, and Anna Lore. Misha Collins will also appear in the series as Harvey Dent. So, I, like, literally, this is, I don't know how I, how I could have missed this. This was since last, since, when was, when, when was it? Green Light? Back in December. Back in December, it was Green Light. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I missed that one. But, speaking of Gotham... Titan Season 4 is going to be very good. Everything that's been released from the behind the scenes of the series and the reveal of some of the interesting new rumors is making fans of the series very excited. Some new st uh, stills from the fourth of the Titans reveals a bunch of new things, including Steam Peak and the Beast Boy's new costume, which will not showcase here because we try to keep it spoiler free as possible. Guys, if you're interested in checking this out, check out the article over at comicbook.com. So let's get into this Morbius review roundup. So apparently reviews aren't doing that good. GameSpot gave it a 5 out of 10, which was created by GameSpot anyways. Vanity Fair. Uh, let's see. Literally, like, literally their, their reviews aren't that great as well but i'm gonna go ahead and watch it anyways and give my own review on that so you guys take this accordingly and we'll keep moving on so this is an exclusive from deadline Karen kus is referring to amazon studios the pro the prolific emmy winning writer or producer who crow created and was the showrunner for the first two seasons of the Prime Video original, Time Clancy's Jack Ryan, has signed a first-look deal with Amazon Studios. Under the multi-year con contract, he will develop and produce projects to premiere on Prime Video in more than 240 countries and territories worldwide. Karen Cuse is a hitmaker whose track record and ability to imagine and create textured characters and worlds make him a charged talent. The success of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan is an obvious reason for us at Amazon Studios to continue and grow our relationship with Carlton. Netflix is bringing back Spy Kids. Coming from IGN, the kids action franchise that played a role in defining 2000s headed to the streaming giant courtesy of Robert Rodriguez who will relaunch the, the reimagine the property. THR reports. Rodriguez, who is fresh off working of Book of Boba Fett, will write, direct, and produce the new movie, which will reportedly introduce a new family of spies. Rodriguez inked a deal with Spyglass Media back in 2021 to revive the series. Speaking of new series, we are getting a IT prequel coming from HBO Max. The series is currently being called Welcome to Derry, and reportedly will begin in the 1960s in the mythos of it, the evil being being that takes form of Pennywise the clown appears every 27 years to wreak havoc in the, on the residents of Derry. So the director of both Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, Andy Mashiti, will be on board with the new TV series as executive producer, alongside Barbara Mashiti and Jason Shot who also developed the show story. Obi-Wan Kenobi moved its premiere to two days, but will drop two episodes. 
coming from Gizmodo. Evan McGregor released today that the Obi-Wan, as of this uh, writing of this article, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus TV show, as was just said, is premiere day by two days, will now include two episodes rather than the previously expected one. The new release date is now Friday, May 27th, coinciding with Marvel's, uh, I'm sorry, Star Wars celebration in Anaheim, California. The show will follow Kenobi as he attempts to watch over Luke Skywalker and Tatooine while avoiding notice of the Empire Jedi's extermination hunters, the Imperial Inquisition. And uh, if you guys missed, if you guys didn't see this, like I missed it, there is a, a sort of Easter egg in Marvel uh, Marvel Studios Moon Knight episode one, which is, uh, I guess, in one of the scenes as he's returning to work, there is a QR code that's alongside the wall behind behind him. We scan that, and it does give you a an access to Moon Knight, a digital, digital copy of Moon Knight's first. Marvel Comics appearance. And the site promises viewers can check back weekly for more Moon Knight comic books. Which I'll share with you guys uh, in, in chat now. And speaking of Moon Knight... Moon Knight finally debuted its first episode earlier this week in Disney Plus. So we know about that. The director Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead, uh, talked to the Hollywood Reporter about a pair of episodes they directed. The duo are behind next week's episode in episode four, with Moorhead said it could contain a big mid a mind bending swing that makes you reconsider some of the stuff you've seen. Dancing around specifics, he teased that the episode would echo the tone and feel of earlier Moon Knight comics, which could get pretty weird and trippy when they wanted to. Story-wise, said Moorhead, Moon Knight is at its best when it's mind-bending. The excitement of opening up and seeing something you haven't seen before it was one of the reasons we wanted to, to do this. He added, because the best Moon Knight comics was defined by taking big swings, by being bold, and their biggest Reference point for the episode was the beloved 2016 run from from Jeff Lee Meyer and Greg Smallwood. On some unconscious level, that's what was often inspiring to us visually. Thinking his motto for that. And now we're done with entertainment, folks. Um, no, now we're going to move on to sports. So, the WWE is developing a new wrestling series pinned with McGregor and CSI Vegas writer. WWE is stepping into the world of scripted television as NBC Universal has now announced they are developing a new drama series titled Pinned. The new series is set in the world of a fictional wrestling promotion and Craig O'Neill is writing and executive producing the series with Fox Sports reporter Time Tom Rinaldi, WWE Chairman Vixen McMahon and WWE Executive Vice President Television Production Kevin Dunn and WWE Executive Vice President of Television Series Chris Kaiser. So that's all we know essentially. And speaking of WWE, 
the WWE biggest pick pay-per-view of the year. And you can only check out WrestleMania 38 live results as the show goes on. As GameSpot covers it, which is where these articles are from, by the way. From AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. We have... WrestleMania has taken place the second as of this recording. And on April 3rd, or in total, there are 14 matches on the card spread across two evenings. Brock Lesnar will be facing Roman Reigns, will be facing each other in a unified match for both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. One of the other most talked about matches for the week is Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship match title against Bianca Belair. On a recent episode of Raw, Lynch attempted to cut Belair's hair. However, Belair got a bolt of the scissors and got a bunch of Lynch's hair off. Okay, so let's see. The start time is at 8 p.m. Eastern. So you can watch it on uh, your direct satellite provider on P or on Peacock. But you have to have at least premium, though. Or on your at your local movie theater. As long as Phantom Events has it playing in a theater near you, near you. Okay, now we're gonna go into the night, the first night results. So night one of WWE's WrestleMania 38 has come to close, and the KO show turned into a no-holds-barred match between Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was second event. Also saw the return of Cody Rhodes to the WWE, as he announced as a mysterious opponent for Seth Collins. So there were so in a total there were three championship matches on one on night one, including the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Okay, let's see. So we have So Beclair won against Becky Lynch and Han has earned her shot by winning the women's elimination chamber match. And let's see. Give me a second. Doesn't exactly tell me here. Okay, so the Miz and Logan Paul 
surprisingly, one against, where are you? Where is it? Oh, here it is. <laughs> uh, against Ray and Dominique Mysterio. And then let's see what else we got here. Um, this is weird. Like, it's, I don't get this article, but whatever. Um, let's get into this. Uh, let's see. So those are the main events of that night. And let's see what else we got here. We have Stainer. The Steiner brothers are said to be introduced in the WWE Hall of Fame. And to the, uh, from the class of 2022. So I, oh, already has taken place. Okay, April 1st. Congrats to them. Now we're going to enter this uh, uh, Final Four business. In the aftermath of his team's 81-77 loss to North Carolina in the Final Four on Saturday night, Duke coach Mike Koritsky was not ready to get introspective about the conclusion of his coaching career. The defeat marked the end of his 42-year run as coach of the Blue Devils, but that wasn't his focus as he continued his final press conference as leader of a program he built into a national power. So that's about it on that. So he looks like he has retired. Okay. Wait, what did I do? I clicked another. I clicked another tab. Give me a second, folks. Because we have the we have that the rest of this final four business to discuss. There we go. Okay, here we go. These are both from uh, CBS Sports. An epic night on Saturday in Final Four has given us all, an all-time national championship game with the number one seed Kansas facing number eight seed North Carolina in the final game of the 2022 NCAA tournament on Monday night. Kansas and the only number one seed to advance to the Elite Eight took care of business in a wire-to-wire -wire win against number two seed Villanova. In the first game on Saturday night, the Wildcats made several runs at the Kansas lead, but some combination of Ochai, Agba, Ag Agbaji, David McCormack, and Tri Christian Braun stepped up with an answer to every Villanova run, leading no doubt in the game's closing minutes. Both coaches 
emptied the benches and Kansas turned its attention to its first national championship game experience appearance since facing Kentucky in the in the same New Orleans setting back in 2012. The first ever meeting of North Carolina and Duke in an NCAA tournament brought so much hype that you could almost blame the excitement for the poor shooting by both teams early in the game. But after about 10 minutes, the gaming, the back and forth was on. And rubber match between the tobacco road rivals that delivered just as would just as much anyone could have hoped. 18 lead changes in 12 tiers, 12 ties, for all the intensity of college basketball. The best rivalry to the game's biggest stage, but it was Caleb Love's clutch play that propelled the Tar Heels into the national championship game. So the championship game will take place tomorrow at 9:20 p.m. Eastern. So UNC versus Kansas. Now we'll get into this women's uh, NCAA bracket. For, so this is a women's basketball time. For the first time, it can be the the words match minus to describe its tournament. For the first time, the tournament started with 68 teams, like the men's tournament. Uh, let's see. Let me get into this because you can't really see this image. Let me see. Yeah, it's so small and you can't even see it. So the final four has started April 1st. There we go. That's a better thing. So in the semifinals, we have South Carolina and UConn. This is it'll take place. No, it already has taken place. Really? April first. So that's already gone. National championship will take place today. Let's see something. We'll take place today. South Carolina will take on Yukon. Did I talk about that? Of course, when I talked about that. I think that was the men's. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I'm unfamiliar with sports, folks. If I did, I apologize. So, uh, number one seed, uh, UConn will take on what's the what's it called South Carolina doesn't say uh, what seed they are it doesn't say Let's see. So it'll take place at 8 p.m. Eastern, which we which we talked about. That's all we got. All right. It is what it is. <laughs> okay. So 
We have Vegas is back. I'm sorry, F1 is back in Vegas. <laughs> After more than 40 years, Formula One is headed back to one of the world's most famous cities, Las Vegas. Last time, F1 headed to the Silver City back in 1981 and 1982. The circuit was built entirely in the car park of the famous Caesars Palace Casino. So it'll be a night race, allowing the city to come alive with oasis of glittering lights to deliver a visual spectacle. And then it'll be a street circuit. So, which I'll show you the... I'll show you this little clip in a second. Let's see. Okay, here I go. All right. Move this camera. Perfect. Okay, good. You ready? So for all you audio listeners, if you're not going out to check out the VOD either on our YouTube channel or even on Spotify, Spotify introduced a new feature where you can watch uh, video podcasts on, on, their, uh, on their channel, on their app, I, I should say. So Las Vegas will become the third race in the United States on the 2023 calendar, joining Miami and Austin. Each brings will bring their individual flavor, obviously, but yeah. For the second time in three weeks, the New York Yankees have traded for a backup catcher. The Yankees have acquired backstop Jose Travino from the Texas Rangers for right Albert Abreu and lefty Robbie Els Halston. Both teams have announced. Travino figures to be New York's opening day backup catcher. Last month, the Yankees acquired backup uh, catcher, not backup, just regular catcher, Ben Cart. Vet and the Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kanir Falefa trade with the Minnesota Twins, and Ratt was expected to be the backup behind Kyle Hega Hioka. And then we have the Dolphins took a big game wide receiver from a fellow Afi. AFC contender this offseason, landing Tyreek Hill in a blockbuster trade with the Chiefs on Saturday. They flipped one of their own within the conference, sending former starter Devontae Parker to the rival Patriots in a swap of draft picks, as ESPN and NFL media reported, as the Parker's agents confirmed. The Dolphins are getting a 2023 third round pick from the Patriots, while New England is getting Parker in a 2022 fifth round pick. But which side won the AFC swap? Here, uh, they have a grade, but yeah, that's their own grade. It looks like they got an even trade. And we have 
the San Diego Wave Football Club picked up their first franchise win Saturday with a 42 victory over Californian rival Angel City Football Club. Jody Taylor and uh, Mar Maria Ali scored goals and USM USWNT forward Alex Morgan recorded a double for the Wave. San Diego are officially halfway through their first NWSL Challenge Cup tournament and are keeping things in the West region as the tournament prepares to break up for the upcoming international window. Alrighty, folks, Carpool Karaoke is finally back. This is coming over from Billboard. At last, James Gordon, James Corden of The Late Show, announced on Twitter Friday that his popular Carpool Karaoke segment is returning on April 6th after a two-year pause due to the coronavirus pandemic and the resulting social distancing restrictions. In a clip, teasing the bit's return, the late-night host reveals his first guest and it's Nicki Minaj. So uh, Gordon also announced that Camila Cabello is is preparing for the segment for the segment on April 18th. She also has an upcoming album Familia that is due on April 8th. Nikki Miley Cyrus has announced a release date for her new live album on April 1st. So it's out now. Plastic Hearts. We have new music from Harry Styles, Red Hot Chili Peppers, new music, I'm sorry, Kalani featuring Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Thomas Rhett, Miley Cyrus, and so the songs are, are as, as follows, As It Was, Unlimited Love, Up At Night, One Year Gone, When We Started, and Attention, Miley Live. And speaking of Harry Styles, his new single, As It Was, has set a new Spotify record on its very first day of release. Spider confirmed, Spotify has confirmed on Saturday that it's it now the most streamed song in, in the United States in a single day, with 8.3 million streams, a record that was strongly held by Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license at 8 million. And also we have a new song by Lil TJ, In My Head, which is out now. We, uh, we have BTS that is coming to Las Vegas. It's, they are getting an entire exhibition dedicated to the uh, septet and its recently wrapped Permission to Death concert experience. So it, it is starting April 5th through the 7th. It's going to be a pop-up exhibit. So we have a world tour from Braid uh, Paisley and his world tour 2022 and he's bringing back some guests with them. With them. Alongside we have Tracy Lawrence, Scotty McCree, um, Morgan Evans, Tennille Town, Towns, and Kaylee, Kaylee Hammack. And it's set to take off on May 27th at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. And ending with Nashville on July 4th. So we have the 2022 Grammy Awards. 
that is set to take place 8 p.m. today as of this recording. So you could watch it live on CBS or via the CBS app or you, or via the Hulu Plus live TV sub, uh, Fubo TV or YouTube TV or even Paramount Plus. And uh, Oscars are are releasing a, I guess, a new segment to raise awareness about the war in Ukraine. It will include opportunities for viewers to take action and contribute to the Global Stand Up for Ukraine campaign in partnership with Global Citizen. And on the charts, we have number one. At uh, hold on, get out of it. Let me get rid of this ad. We have Heat Waves by Glass Animals. We have Stay by the Kid Laura and Justin Bieber. Number three, Summer Gremlin by Kodak Black. ABCDFU by by Gailey and Ghost by Justin Bieber. Number five. So, uh, I guess we're gonna move on to the reading mail. Are you guys interested in something that's reading mail? to be featured on our special segment or even our special regional episode, here's how you can contact us. If you want to know your feedback, your thoughts, or even any questions that you may have for us with this reading mail on the Discord server, leaving a voice over on angle.fm, backslash the impact play, or even by sending us an email to readingmail at theimplay.com. Who knows we will be featured on a future episode or even a special readable segment of the show. Thank you guys so much for making the Epic Play a part of your day. If you wish to join our community Discord over on our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter the exclamation Discord and chat now. And guys, you will try to unlock subs over on this over on Twitch and you need your help. Share the channel, share the friends and family, anyone who will benefit from the show. Follow us when we do go live with live please our live playthroughs, our live our live shows. And what have you? Lurk a few months because every little bit helps. Thank you guys so much. Leave us a review if you're just already on your favorite platform. Have a good one, folks. Uh, but for all of you, all of you, go to course and above. I'll see you on the post too. For everyone else, have a good one. Mm-hmm.